Hey, Pathway family, Merry Christmas, wherever you're at today, whether you are traveling, whether you're at home, whether you've opened gifts or not opened gifts, isn't it incredible to be together on this Christmas day? You know, we had live services last night for Christmas Eve, and today as we're online only, it is a special time to recognize who Jesus is and what he offers us. And I want to just take a few minutes and remind us that we are unwrapping one of the greatest gifts that humanity has ever seen and will ever see. In fact, that gift that we're unwrapping is the gift of Jesus and the joy that he brings. I don't know what your Christmas looks like today, but I just want to encourage you for a few minutes about who Jesus is and what he offers us and what that looks like. Now, in my family, I am known uh, for not necessarily, I, I'm not exactly the greatest rapper. Can you see this? I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily uh, take enough time to wrap gifts the way they should be wrapped. And, you know, there's that reminder sometimes that it isn't necessarily the package that we should get caught up in, but it's the giver of the gift. And I know in our family, my kids have got used to the fact that if it looks like this, then dad probably wrapped it. And if dad wrapped it, there's probably a good gift inside. And so let's take a look to see what is inside this one today, because it's probably what you're guessing. It is, in fact, something that is reminder, reminding us. So let, let's look at what's inside of here. Can you see it? It's a birthday cake. And this birthday cake is yes. Kids, you named it. It is for Jesus and his birthday. You see, when we realize who Jesus is and what he's done for us, we realize that Christmas is worth celebrating because of who he is and what he brings into our life. There was a moment actually in scripture where we learn more about who Jesus is and what he has for our life. So let's see what God's word says about this moment and this great gift. Uh, in Luke 2, verse 10 and 11, it says, And the angel said to them, you might ask, well, who's them? The angels had appeared to a, a group of shepherds that were out in the fields. The, these were a group of people that were often marginalized. They, they were off doing a very difficult job that, that often people missed them and didn't see them. And so the fact that the angels are showing up and bringing this message to the shepherds is absolutely incredible. And they say to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. It's amazing to look at this because it's this message that's being brought to the shepherds that they would then carry as they went and met and saw Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. It's this reality that Jesus is the ultimate gift and that he brings joy for all people. It says all the people because Jesus's heart is for all of humanity. As he entered into our world in that humble package of a small child, can you imagine? It didn't fit the wrapping paper. It didn't fit the, the, the box or the package that people were probably expecting for a king. You know, in so many ways, they were probably anticipating a king who would ride in and have a chariot and an entourage and would announce himself boldly and proudly. And yet here's Jesus being announced to some humble shepherds arriving in a humble manger. 
And he is the ultimate gift. He brings joy because of the good news of who he is. That all people, regardless of our background, regardless of what we've done, the sins we've committed, the places we've gone and been and done that we shouldn't have, that Jesus says, I love you unconditionally. That in fact, when we look to Jesus, we understand that his, his joy is available to us. You know, when you think about joy, it's an interesting uh, emotion, isn't it? I mean, maybe this morning you don't have a lot of joy because it's a potentially a lonely Christmas. And we hope that this service encourages you uh, that you're not alone and that God loves you and has joy for you. Maybe you're surrounded by family and friends and, and you're just filled with joy because of, of the people around you. You know, I, I would challenge all of us to realize that, that joy is something deeper. Joy is soul level. Joy is something that, that permeates our soul and is not bound by circumstances. It's not bound by what's going on around us, that, that it's based on something deeper, something that is set, that is a firm foundation, that is based on this good news of Jesus Christ. It's interesting, too, that sociologists will say that joy itself is the most vulnerable emotion. I mean, think about that for a minute. Joy is a vulnerable emotion because if I show joy, potentially you could take it away from me fairly quickly. I mean, we've all been there, right? We've, we've had a moment where we're excited, we're happy, we're filled with joy. And, and then something happens, somebody says something negative, gives us a sideways look, and immediately that joy is taken away. In the world we live in right now, with all of the challenges that come our way, all of the negative news and the cycles of, of just negative news on social media and, and on the TV, there are ample opportunities for joy to be taken away from us. But you see, that isn't really joy. That is happiness. Happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is something that's deep within us that when we begin to open ourselves up to who Jesus is in this gift, he plants it inside of us and he allows us to have joy no matter the season. That joy is something that is safe in Jesus's hands. That in fact, I, I hope you can hear that today, that while joy in the world can be taken away, it, it can come in a moment that tries to steal it from us. A joy that is rooted and based in Jesus, that it's at that soul level, that can't be taken away. No matter what happens, we have this trust in him and who he is. Now, in verse uh, 12, you may have caught that, that Jesus is our Savior and Lord. And this is amazing to think about, that, that in fact, Jesus came to save you and I. That's the good news. That's what brings the joy, is that in our fallen state and in all of our brokenness and humanity, Jesus loves us and rescues us. He is the Savior. The moment in time that Jesus broke through into that manger, when this announcement was being made by the angels to the shepherds, they had waited 400 years, 400 years of waiting. Like you thought it, it was a lot to, I remember as a kid, I, I, I would go to bed late at night on Christmas Eve and it was so hard to wait till the next morning. 
in, a, in our family, it was 7 a.m., right? You couldn't get up before 7 a.m., and uh, if you did, you had to wait because no gifts were going to be open before 7 a.m., and it, it used to kill me, right? It was like, it would take so much patience, but can you imagine? They had been waiting for 400 years, and here's this Jesus being announced that he's the Messiah, he's the Savior that they had waited for. That rescue was in motion. He was available, and no matter what they had done, he would welcome them. And the interesting thing about that, in so many ways, is, the, is in the waiting, the arrival didn't look like they would have expected. That, in fact, over that manger, there was a shadow of a cross. I mean, think about that. A shadow of a cross was over that manger because that little baby Jesus would grow up. He would live 30 sinless years, three more years of ministry, and then he would fulfill his purpose by taking the cross. Scripture tells us that it was for the joy set before him that he took the cross, scorning its shame and, and laying his life down for you and I out of that great love. He is our Savior. He fulfills the purpose and offers us life and life abundantly. That's why we can have joy as we receive the forgiveness of sins. We receive freedom. We receive peace and joy and righteousness from the Lord. And I remember in college when I really started to deepen my relationship with the Lord, I began to hear that, that Jesus had joy. And that wasn't the Jesus that I remember growing up with. You know, maybe you're like me, you grew up in an environment uh, in the church where, where God was a little bit more stoic. He, he was removed, he was distant, he was even aloof. To some degree, he was ready to, to get you, right? Like he was, he was just waiting to get you. And, and I can remember just going through this period of time where I began to realize one of the attributes of God, one of the attributes of Jesus is joy. And it changed everything for me. It, it, it helped me to see that there's this relationship that Jesus invites me into. As he's my savior, he's also my Lord. And my Lord has joy. He has a joy because he has a plan and a purpose. And he walks us into that and invites us into relationship. That's part of this great gift. So is he your savior? Is he your Lord? To be Lord means he calls the shots. He's in control. And that's where some of the joy comes from as we give up our desires, our will, our stubborn control and trying to carry the weight of the world to just say, okay, Jesus, I'm yours. I trust you. And that gives us peace and rest and joy. Now, I want to share with you a few more verses today. And these come from John 15. Jesus is laying out for the disciples and for you and I what it means to be in that kind of relationship with him. In verse 7 of John 15, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so you prove to be my disciples. He says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you... Keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So he's saying, listen, there's this abiding relationship. You're no longer just a, a servant, you're a friend. You get to know me as you know me. You're going to walk with me as you pray and ask me for things. I'm going to answer. I'm going to be there with you. 
And then he says, as you abide in my love, and as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Anytime I read something like this, I, I, I find myself asking the question, like, what am I actually full of? Like, right, like you're sitting there right now and maybe you're full of cinnamon rolls. Maybe you're full of coffee. Maybe you're full of hunger because you're waiting till this is over to eat. I don't know what it is, but let's go deeper for a minute. What are you actually full of these days? Are you full of this great gift of Jesus, who he is and the fact that he, he gives you joy? He gives you something so much greater that cannot be taken away like the world's version of joy and happiness. He gives you a lasting, abiding joy. That's a joy that's his. For me, that, that's been a game changer to realize that joy is a part of this gig. That joy is a part of a friendship with Jesus. So what are you doing in your daily walk with Jesus? Are you spending time? He laid out three basic things there that abiding looks like. He, he said trusting, praying, and then obeying. So how are, how are you doing with your trust of the Lord? Because that's where joy comes in. How are you doing with praying and talking to him? Taking advantage of, of what he has for you and asking him for what you need because that's where joy comes in. And then how are you doing with obeying him? Because again, that's where joy comes in. There is so much more available to us. And as we abide in him, trusting and, and praying and obeying, there is a joy that he wants to fill us with. So as you think about unwrapping this gift this Christmas, I've just got a few questions for you today for next steps. Think about these first. Are you abiding in Jesus and letting him fill you with joy? Really abiding, trusting, praying, and obeying because that joy is available. The second question, will you share the joy of a relationship with Jesus uh, with someone you know this Christmas? Not just the belief in Jesus, but the abiding in Jesus and the joy that he offers. What would it look like for you to, to bring that to the table this Christmas and to share that with those that you know, either at home, in the workplace, wherever you may find yourself over the next few days? Will you share the joy of Jesus? And then thirdly, have you unwrapped the gift of Jesus as your Savior and your Lord? Maybe today, you're realizing that he's not Lord, that you believe in him, but you're doing your own thing and that's robbing you of that abiding relationship and joy. Ask him to be Lord. Ask him, confess that Jesus, I need more of you. I wanna unwrap this gift. Maybe, maybe it isn't the Lord piece. Maybe you need to begin with just confessing that you're a sinner in need of a savior. Maybe Jesus is saying, I wanna be your savior and I want you to confess me and to ask me into your life today. If that's you right now, right where you're at, I'm going to just say a prayer that you can pray along with me and invite Jesus into your life. The greatest gift and the joy that he brings. Let's pray together right now. This is you. You can repeat after me. Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. That you are the ultimate gift. I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Today, I ask that you would come into my life, forgive me of my sins, and set me free. 
Be my Lord. Fill me with your joy. I'm committed to following you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that with me, let our chat hosts know. They want to celebrate with you because scripture says all of heaven celebrates when even one asks Jesus into their life. Now for the rest of us, we're going to continue on with this service. And I just want to kind of pray a benediction or speak life over you from Romans 15, 13. Because if he's your Savior and Lord, you have some joy to walk in. Here's what it says. Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. May you overflow this week as you follow him. May his joy flow through you to everyone around you. And may this be a Christmas where you don't forget what it's really about. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you for being with us today. God bless.
this day, you are again and forevermore. We'll be called Emmanuel, God with us. You are with us now. Be in our traditions, be in our family gatherings, be in our meals together, be in our fun and our fellowship, Lord. Be in every aspect of our lives this Christmas day and throughout the holiday. Lord, you are the one we worship. You are the one we praise. And you are the one we adore. Thank you for the joy, the abundant joy that manifests itself only through the power and the name of Jesus Christ and supersedes happiness and all of the other emotions we may feel. Joy is a spiritual thing that comes from you, God. May we receive it and may we be blessed by it and may we give it to others as we interact with family and friends. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Emmanuel. Amen. God bless you, church.